Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What it do, baby? It's the Preachers and Sneakers podcast. I know you're sitting at home doing nothing, so you might as well listen to ya boy. On today's episode of the podcast, I've got my good friend Christina Hart, also known as DTR Blog, and Johnny Giavati, both LA-based comedians that are hysterical and immensely underrated. I thought I'd get them both on to have a fun conversation, hopefully keep you entertained for an hour or so. They also have some pretty interesting insight into L.A. church culture, which is always a fun discussion. So if you've got the time, please give it a listen. I think you'll be edified and also entertained. No sponsors today, so make sure that you just subscribe to the Preachers and Sneakers podcast. Rate, review, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate when you do that. Our intro track is from my good buddy SJ. It's called In the Light from his new EP called In the Light. If you haven't already, please make sure you follow him on Spotify as well as Instagram at here is SJ. Quick note about the episode. We had some audio difficulties, as I always do at the beginning of our conversation. So we're going to jump in kind of halfway through, but it's still hilarious and a really great discussion. So I think you'll enjoy it. All right, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Christina and Johnny. All right. Well, that was super special. Um, that was great. The, everything I ever wanted. To offer to this. <laughs> this is worth what I paid for it and what I paid y'all for. Um, all right, Johnny. So, what have you been uh, up to in your self isolation station post actual COVID? My self isolation station. I mean, I am for sure. I'm trying to work out, you guys. And that is not a thing I do, even a tiny bit. I mean, I think like I was like, if I could have a hypnotist do one thing to me, it would be like make me enjoy physical activity. (laughs) Like I'll do just about 
anything on the planet except work out for like a six pack. Like just <laughs> give it, just like tell or, me I'll you do know, whatever. Just anything that doesn't require discipline or like lifting weights or running or exerting myself, and which I think is complicated. Or self-restraint. Uh, as I've heard. Yeah. Have you yeah. been tagged in a um, push-up challenge on Instagram yet? Yes. I had I'm a like, buddy of mine. And I did it? that lie, and I told him I would do it, and I was just like, here's the deal. Push-ups are new for this body. There is not, I don't have the muscle memory. I'm not confident enough in how it works. I'm like, this is a new situation. So, like, putting it on online like and also i can only do modified push-ups for real like i'm like i don't trust myself to go like full yeah you gotta put the knees yeah full knees. Yeah. Well, knees like, are... no absolutely not like find something else to do in quarantine yeah and i'm like on a blanket because my knees are sensitive yeah, like absolutely. concrete on like skin and bone like that's not real that's torture like, that can't happen so uh, yeah i've got wow. i had someone do a like a like a sword challenge or something like that. That was like a favorite Bible verse for the <laughs> Oh, like a sword drill like, challenge? Yeah. And I'm like, no. draw swords. Like one, <laughs> there's that part of you that's like, doesn't want to be like the Romans, like 12-1 person. That's like, my body's a living sacrifice. But then like, oh, you don't want to be that because it, there's, it's like still the Bible, but you definitely feel like, am I 14? And is this my first summer camp? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then the other side of it is you're like, you know, it's just that, like, I didn't grow up in the church, so, like, but I've been in the church for now, like, 15 years. Like, I can't say I haven't been around, but uh -huh. there's that part of you that's, like, I do this, but there's, like, I don't see the world in the same way sometimes as, like, <laughs> my more, like, entrapped, like, in the culture people around me. So it's, like, there's just ways and things that people say about stuff where you're, like, I can tell you that that phrase has never gone through my mind. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, uh, like, yeah. write that down and try to understand what you're saying to me. But I haven't I love the, gotten um, the sword drill challenge I, yet. I, I don't know if I could. <clears throat> I'd have to really reach back in the, the depths of the memory verse uh, file cabinet to do that one um my favorite thing is like all of the new prophecies coming out oh, sweet like mercy. um just like all the prophetic conferences and the oh. prophetic ins and the prophetic twitters and lysol i listen i'm a fan of like prophetic stuff like right like I, I was raised very charismatic like so but everyone that was like it's gonna end in passover i was like that i kept getting dms and it was like a prophet or pro, pro, the prophetic people are saying that this is going to end in Passover. It's and very I was like, specific. who are these prophetic people? <laughs> yeah. They ain't coming out on Instagram publicly saying it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They're just They sure didn't buy me. up a bunch of N95 masks. That's my deal. It's like, <laughs> right. well, you're still right. standing in line for toiletries at this point. Yeah. And I'm down for it. Like, end it. like I'm down for it. Like, by all means. Yeah. Like, God... <laughs> end it fine but right. also at the same time as like people like it's also science a little bit too <laughs> so you got that <laughs> it's a lot like, of it we're, we're like um, you know people are getting these words and they're like it's it's not gonna be a big deal it's already a thing like the, the yeah, right, right. going. you can't just like stop it like it's just yeah. like there's enough like i saw outbreak <laughs> like this works <laughs> a certain way dustin hoffman Please. told me one thing is this works a certain way you know, yeah. so it's kind of like, and the other part of it is like, nobody, like, 
these guys are a lot of these people aren't putting a whole lot of like anything trackable, right? Like you could say right. like, okay, so here's the word. Like I guess I could. All right, what's the thing you think you're hearing? Most of these people aren't saying anything trackable, so they're just kind of throwing stuff out there that you can't really challenge, you can't really question, you can't really ask them to prove it. And mm-hmm. two, it's like you know what? Nobody needed. Nobody asked you to throw your hat in the ring. Like I don't <laughs> yes. know if I needed a prophetic something from someone about this. Like I was really fine with like staying inside, getting a mask, not touching my grandma. Or just like, like stand in hope. The Lord has a good plan. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. like, they are, you know, didn't we hear like no mates, dates, or babies? Wasn't that the rule? <laughs> and I mean, everyone's like, oh yeah, God said on Passover, Corona. Yeah. And I'm like, but wait (laughs) you know stay inside to while you're saying that i'm just saying i just really enjoy the marketing strategy that some of these prophets are using to like (laughs) hit the ground running post like post quarantine like these next conferences at the like you know the most afraid glory junkie conferences that are going to be out there that are going to like go up first it's like the those lines Lineups are going to be like, well, if you will remember, uh, I prophesied this ambiguous right. thing at this time with no real guarantee, right. and look where we are. Look and that, that's, right. the, that's my biggest deal. Is like somebody commented on one of my my I tweeted about, you know, sure were a lot of prophetic conferences. Y'all could have given us a heads up. Somebody commented yesterday. It's like actually there were some prophets that that did prophesy this, and you just don't follow them. I said, oh, please send me the receipts. And he gave yeah. me some names. Sylvia from the Montel Show. <laughs> and I looked at the yeah. names that he they gave me, and all of his all the posts about the virus were like, remember when I prophesied this in September, that there was going to be a wave oh. of, of uh, sickness coming, and that the whole world was going to have to have revival or something. Like, dude. Do you realize how easy it is to just cast a wide net and say, there's going to be problems coming. Oh my gosh. Or the best part is when they're like, there will be a vaccine. I'm like, it's a virus. That's how the science works. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's literally how it works. It's literally how you come up with vaccines. No, I know. I think that's the thing. It's like, it's like, no, but like there are things that are common knowledge. There are things that are scientific. Like your big prophecies actually just, pulling things from these like sources and putting them where I do believe like I, you know, in like prophetic stuff, but I'm like, y'all, there is a big marketing side behind it where it's like also buy my seven books right. on yeah. how to be prophetic. It would whatever, be, fair enough, right? Yeah. But I made a joke. I was like, all right, like, well, I was prophetic because in October of last year, I made a joke saying, if you tell Beth Morrow, Every, she's just gonna go home and preach to her one million followers. So I was like, "Oh, you tell Beth Moore to go home. We're all gonna go home." <laughs> like, you know, before I was like, "That makes me prophetic now." Thank you. Yeah, and that's the one thing. It's like it. It. It would means it's so it like being real. It is hard for me not to be cynical about people self proclaiming to be prophetic because that is like such yeah. a a huge thing to claim to say that I have more of a connection with God, that he's going to give me a specific word that only I can share with you about this very vague thing. Also, I just so happen to be financially dependent on me being a prophet. Right. And so like, well, well, yeah. if, if unless it was like going so to the much. president and said, Hey, there's literally a virus coming. That's going to destroy the economy. You need to order a bunch of these masks. Like maybe that's being way too cynical, but 
to say, yeah, there's a sickness coming. Well, I think like everyone, like, okay, the New Testament, if we get a little theological, the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, everyone, everyone has the Holy Spirit. It's a counselor to everyone. Pursue prophecy, that's everyone, right? So it's like you and your little donkey, uh, donkey, I was going to say like Dungeness, in your dinky little like garage can hear God and can hear a word from the Lord about your situation, right? So the thing is, is I think that we elevate, we, it's like the church loves to find people to elevate on a pedestal higher. So it's like, now we're all at home. We can't even go to church and it's like, oh, let's elevate these voices and say they are hearing God about something that is superior to the small little people who also hear God. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be a balance. And I'm around a ton of like prophetic people and like a lot of people who are like, you know, in a small corner of the world, like significant to them. Right. And so there's that thing where it's like, I've been around some people where like, I believe in a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I think what gets lost in the whole rush of, especially it's that whole thing. And I think this even goes to like, even what like preachers, the conversation preachers sneakers has brought up is even the idea that like, um, like, when you start to monetize something and you start to make real good money off of it, you know, when you start to like get some fame off of it, when you get all these residual things, like there's people with like, you know, billionaires in their back pockets. And on the one hand, it's like, I appreciate that like they value those people. But on the other hand, it's like you get around a rich person. A lot of people will sacrifice a lot of integrity for the sake of like being close to that money pot. You know what I mean? I've seen friends work with super wealthy people here in LA and like their lives are struggled by before then they start to work and they get in this like assistant role with a super wealthy person their lives are exponentially better it's really hard to walk away from those kinds of things and like when it's really padded so i feel like for a lot of these guys you know the real challenge is then like but they really maintain like kind of their objectivity in it you know what i mean but i also feel like you kind of have to keep those circles tight like you know you trust who you trust you don't you can't really just like a lot of these guys i think what happens too is they want to be the number one they want to be the guy that has the broadest the biggest the most relevant the most significant and that's like a really that's a a hefty goal to try and pursue when like you got seven billion people on the planet and you're not going to have a reach that's all seven billion so like i remember even post-election people were being like oh you know i was praying once and i got the trump card in my vision and you're like Great. Oh, right, Fine. right, right. Let's say you did. But like, what does that do? What now now what you haven't done is gone to ask any additional info on how you can help people understand. So you got a whole bunch of people that are like, I don't like him at all. And I'm really uncomfortable with him for the following reasons. What am I supposed to do with it? And all these leaders are like, you know what? You're on your own. You're yeah. probably against right. God. Yeah, but you're on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, test, you gotta I know. Really test yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Like and Jesus and Jesus. Go ahead. Sorry, God. I can't hear. No, I was just going to say, and Jesus just like, man, if it it was like, what would Jesus be doing in this moment? Like, I know that it's so like 90s to be like, what would Jesus do? But like, I was thinking how Jesus was in the wilderness, no one's around. And then all of a sudden after that, after the wilderness is done, it's like a report went out about him. Like, that's what the Bible says, report. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't with all these people trying to like, he wasn't trying to self-promote. You know what I mean? Like, well, so I think it's this of... crazy. Sorry. It's this line, man. That's hard. It is hard. Like when you especially start getting the attention, you're yeah. like, I like this, and I can. And I think impact once things. Get, once you start with that attention, you got a lot of these guys that are, you know, 
I feel like I, I want to always stay open-minded to it because I'm like, why not? It, like, I can't, like, there's some things I've experienced in that space that I can never take away and I can never right. deny and I can never ignore. Yeah. On the other side of it, you're like, you guys are are still, like, there's still a ministry component to it. There's something that's very pastoral that should color a chunk of what you do. And most of y'all are just trying to act like gurus and you're not, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not my guru. You're not creating something and you you don't fight against the cult of personality that like buys your multi-million dollar houses or buys your multiple properties or whatever which is fine like excel i don't i have no problem with like people excelling you know what i mean but it's the things that when you have all of the opportunity in the world it's the intentional things that you do to protect people from themselves and to like just do it right that's on them exclusively and that's between them and god and unfortunately what you see a lot of times you see people like messing that part of of them up like personally and from far away until it becomes very public and it kind of undoes everything that they do and that's kind of on them and unfortunately they're the ones that can manage that yeah yeah it's uh it's tough to compartmentalize that because like i i really think that most start out in that business quote unquote ministry to do a lot of good for the world. And of course, like if you're, mm-hmm. if you have enough people saying, gosh, you were such a good speaker, gosh, you're such a good leader. Of course, you're going to like hearing that and feeling that. And then your congregation grows and your salary grows and your book sales grow. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. I also am surprised that they're mm-hmm. uh, shocked that people are questioning the whole the whole means to that end. Like I, my deal is like, I just, I just wonder if this is the best possible means to the end of spreading the gospel through the world. Maybe. Uh, but a lot of people yeah. just aren't even willing to say, Hey, is this the best way to do this? Even though it's happening, even though these churches yeah. are growing huge, and these guys are becoming so, uh, have so, so much celebrity across the world. Is yeah. that the proper correct way to do ministry? I don't know. Well, most of that isn't even evangelistic, though. At this, you know, like the money to be made in Christian media is to is at the hands of other Christians. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you have a thing where, like, the, the reality what girds up really successful Christians is not their evangelistic efforts. They're like their justice efforts. It's not their service. More often than not, it's like it's the sensationalism that other Christians really buy into. And I think like so, and that's just a, a fine line. Like I really respect all the prophetic voices out there that are like. Honestly, I have nothing. I get, I have no insights, <laughs> but take advantage of these things. Like it's no, you know, no coincidence. Right, that you're right, spending right. More time with yeah. Me. That's or my, I've had friends yeah. in like this. My question is about, I don't know a ton about prophetic people, but how do you get to the point where you're okay calling yourself prophetic? Like how many, like what is the process by having so many visions of the future that now you say, you know what? I am prophetic. Well, I mean, I think there's a, I think if you're talking in that space, I mean, the idea would be like everybody is to a certain extent. Like everyone, anyone who has like a prayer life or whatever would right. have an opportunity to like connect with and hear God okay. and, and sense him and perceive him and kind of understand things. And gotcha. so now I've known some people in that space where, you know, they have they had like very significant, like, like extrasensory like what supernatural experiences that like marked them to a point where it almost felt like a like you know they would they would testify for themselves that like they had the significant moment that like kind of led them to that point where they you know 
And so a lot of those guys would, would say they felt that, but then the thing that's hard in that world too, is like, um, it doesn't always account for different tradition and different backgrounds and different like cultures that like work around it. Like some places people just self-define, you know, based on like the major spiritual gifts or the major offices in the church or mm-hmm. the fivefold ministry or whatever. So sometimes it's like pick and choose. Like I had somebody in an angry email once being like, I'm a prophet. You can't deny me. And I literally responded. I'm like, there's not a single person on the planet that would call you a prophet. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> but like, why were they emailing so, you? The new thing. <laughs> The new thing I saw, like, it was like a women's conference or women's Zoom conference. And the new thing is to call yourself a revivalist. And my friend Sammy and I were joking. We're like, how confident, quote unquote, do you got to be to call yourself a revivalist? And like, what does that even mean? And what are you trying to like tell the world? Like, we love to put labels on things rather than, than like communicating, hey, like, oh, I love like, um, I just love the whole concept behind prophecy and prophetic voices. And I love trying to like pursue that. And that's my, rather than labeling, like I'm prophetic and I am this and I'm that, because you sound like a jerk. Like you just, cause you're saying like, I'm prophetic. So you're not, or the super prophetic person told me this, or, oh, I got a message from this. It's just sounds so jerky. You you know what I mean? Everyone else. You can tell from a mile away too, because I think a lot of times, like a lot of these people yeah. that are like operating it as like an itinerant thing or like a very public thing, they've been endorsed, you know, and usually the power dynamics of a certain corner of it. So if you're talking about like a Bethel, IHOP, charismatic corner of the church that's largely like on its own island, is less informed by other streams of the church or other cultures, because like you don't, you know, and it's also very white. So it, it doesn't take into account like, voices in like black Southern circles or like in like different, like there's so many different like corners and networks of the church that like these voices are relevant and that we'll never hear about because they're relevant regionally, you know, but Hmm. a lot of these guys have someone high-fiving it and then it kind of goes from there. But the hard part is most of these guys or a lot of these men and women, if you use it as a non sequitur, like you can't deny me, you can't resist me, you can't like question anything I say because of who I am or because of my place and because of my power dynamic, like that's a red flag for me. And I, you know, and I would honestly like in the prophetic as time and time goes on, I love and I really respect and I believe in a lot of some of the voices of the people that I'm connected with in right. deep ways. Um, but I sometimes value like local church and the, the like perceivers and the thinkers and the, the prayer intercessory people yeah, that are unique yeah. to the local space because sometimes it's like that's the safest like if you, you know they they keep the people in front of them in mind and i think when you get the too much momentum on it you start to lose focus of like who's in front of you you know it's mm. kind of like the attention thing like the people i know who, who like will pray and they'll be like oh like i had someone i went to a church and they were like um i i just keep hearing car payment for you and i was like like this, this hadn't happened for me in a long time. And that I was in the middle of trying to get a car and I was really stressed. And, um, she was like, you'll know the Lord with like a specific car payment. Long story short, like I ended up getting this car, but like every time I pay that, I do think of God. And like, I do think, and that girl, like no one knows who she is. She's just, but she, you know, I don't know. It's like a gift, like to give to someone. If, if you're actually like, really loving someone well and you really want to do that and you like take that risk that's a beautiful thing to like go and be like i'm a prophet you can't say stuff to me is kind of completely opposite of the point so you yeah so your uh 
Escalade car payment makes you think of God every single time? Praise. <laughs> so she had a word for you to go lease an Escalade. And yeah. he My that. Hyundai. What up? Okay. All right. Listen, I'm gonna get a Range Rover, and I'm gonna say I am going to. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on blast. A photo, and I'm gonna be like, "Listen, this is off my book sales. I don't even care. I wanted this car. Thank you, America." You're gonna need a miracle and a half to afford the uh, the maintenance on those dumps. Like, <laughs> that car, you get a Range Rover, and what you're doing is signing up for a relationship with the car spa every six weeks. Yeah, like, yeah. But they look tight when I'm they're on gonna, the road. That's the thing too. It's like you want to make money. Like you want to make money, right? So how yeah, much can I talk and still make money and it be fine? No, yeah. <laughs> Which but is like, why you're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can say whatever. Yeah. You well, want. I think there's. I think it goes. Apparently. All together, it always goes to the fact that you have to choose ahead of time who you're going to be if you have that opportunity. So if I was, you know, I'm I'm killing it at almost 1,800 followers. Half of them are from high school. Killing it. Yeah. But like like my thing would be like, you know, let's say it becomes something happens and you get a windfall of cash. You know what I mean? Let's say what happens and you get this fame and you get people perceiving something of you, like you could be broke and famous. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you get influential and like, you know, you run in, I've run in circles too, where you're like, you know, you're around a lot of like sexy, cool people. You're around celebrities, you're around this or that like right now. And you have to cool. like right now. I'm like, I'm like around, like, this is the list I want to be on. Sexy. And cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> just like selling. This is going to, this is my big break. You're watching me peak. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but I do think there's that thing where like everyone has to decide ahead of time to a certain extent, like how are they limiting themselves to be this, to stay a strong version of themselves? How, like, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm a bougie person. I like, I would, I'm bougie. I will take all the fancy all day. You <laughs> know, a budget. I prob- talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I Look at all the toilet sure. paper in here. Like we you know, like nice things. Like just happening. But I think there's that point where, like, Johnny say, rolls. I mean, he rolls. He rolls with cool people. <laughs> um, but I think, like, you know, you get to a point where, like, if I had someone, if I want a hundred million dollars, it could very easily be a problem for me. Like, there's a lot of like money people that would be like, that'd be the dream. But for me, I'm like, <laughs> there's a point where like maybe I set up a trust fund for 10% of that and I utilize the rest of it differently and I limit my lifestyle because like there's a part of me that would be like a real like I just I could deteriorate I could be an example (laughs) of the most epic proportions like the fact I just roll into a place and just disrupt things just because I can and you know that's the thing too is like like the world opens for a pocketbook and for some power like the amount of times that you could be around people and I'm like Look, we have been around people, each other for a long time. But if I booked a show tomorrow and I suddenly had like an ounce of fame, you would look at me a lot different. And I know that about you. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So you have to decide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time, totally. How safe, how responsible, how caring, how much yeah. justice and integrity do you have? Even, okay, but you can have integrity and be like, I'm going to be the richest, sloppiest person. And I've decided that ahead of time. So sorry, I'm. And I love the Lord. And you know what? I know people like that. And honestly, there's integrity to them being terrible. Right, right. And th- there's anything that's solid, it's their terribleness. And that's fine. You know, but right. I think for well, a lot of people, you honest. have to decide. You also yeah, you have to be honest. A, you have to tell the truth. You, know? you just you have to be honest. Like the people, we love the, that's why we love certain reality stars or we love, because they're like, like, like Johnny and I love this 
Lady Lisa Rinna on Beverly Hills Housewives because she's like, I will do anything for a buck. I will do any commercial, but this is why I am richer than you are. Like she just her hustle for twenty five years has been unreal. Unreal. Just kill. Just I'm gonna show up to all the gigs, and I got paid for every job I did. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can't. And it's like fair enough. At least she's honest. Yeah, but you you need a you need a group of people around you that can uh, check you on some of that though. Like it's you really can't deal with fame or money by yourself because you're most likely gonna screw it up. And that's what that's what has always been curious to me about some of the the mega guys is that it doesn't seem like. It seems like they're running things a lot by themselves or they're they have a circle of people that are in the exact same position as themselves. And so it doesn't seem. Oh, yeah. Like- I mean, for somebody who if people have like no friends or if people have like, um, yeah, they don't have great friendships and they don't have it, there's always also there comes a point with your fame growing too where the power dynamic changes or even like people who used to be peers to some people, they won't treat them like that anymore. So then, like, because I've had a few instances where, like, people are kind of being exposed for some significant, like, moral failure. And I would, I hate the word moral failure, failure. They're just making some shady things, you know, making some weird choices. <laughs> but ultimately, you get to a point, too, where it's weird about that world sometimes is then it becomes about a power dynamic. So they won't even listen to friends. They won't listen to people they used to know. You have to go to find some, like other leader that has like more clout just to like break them down uh-huh. and then it becomes like this is an this is an uh, a, a situation that, that like i should not be in none of us should be in this like take care of your business we shouldn't have had to go look for like some power player to be like yeah you're making stupid choices let me shut down your ministry sorry like what is that yeah you know like yeah that's a good point so uh hmm. we got blind spots man i just i love my friends like i have the friends that call me out on my stuff you know and i think you always have to have friends like that though like i had a friend in orange county when i moved down there and she was like christina you can't keep driving back and forth from LA going church to church. You need to go and pick a church and go to the church. And I was like, okay, fair. Like, fair <laughs> enough. You know, like you're literally shot. And then I was churches. like, but in LA, it's like the Fab Five. Like we go church that we know the big ones. Everyone, t- you know, like she's like, go and just pick one and stay there. And I'm like, thank you. I actually feel like I needed to hear that. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Commit a little. Huh. Well, uh, let's change gears a little bit. Uh, so Christina kind of sold out a couple months ago by <laughs> getting in a relationship in some form or fashion. Oh, no. Uh, We're going to talk about it? I mean, yeah, I can, can we talk about this or can we not talk about this? We can talk. I mean, I'll just won't answer if I don't want okay, to. Okay, <laughs> good, good. All right. Uh, so... How did your follow? So you're known as the person that kind of dish on dating and uh, makes jokes about the whole process. (laughs) Yet you uh, ironically took a dive into the whole dating game. Uh, How did your followers respond to that? Were they encouraging or were they uh, a little more snarky about it? Uh, They were, you know, they were, they have been along. This is weird to say a little bit, but they've been along this journey with me like three years, right? Like where every day I post something and every day the post comes from a personal story. That's how I come up with the memes, right? Mm -hmm. So people who have followed now, they know I've been single. They kind of know my past, 
right? They know like my story. And so for them to see that I was dating someone like more seriously, they, it brought them a lot of hope and then a huge disappointment when it didn't work out. (laughs) But I got to see for the first time publicly how they respond. And we were shocked. Like the guy I was dating and like friend, they was like, Whoa, we did. I did not realize people were that invested in my dating life. (laughs) And now I I know for the future, (laughs) you know, like, but, uh, it was, it was sweet. I mean, everyone, but then they're, they're like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, sometimes it just doesn't work out y'all. Like also it ended right before quarantine. So Lucked out, Dodged. man. No, like, I think it worked out for the better, you know? Yeah. I mean, was there even room for him yeah. at your aunt's house? No. Yeah. I mean, it's maxed out right now. My brother, I had to go get him. We're all here. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> I know. special. But it is interesting learning now, like dating a little bit publicly, like it does put a strain. Like I did, you know, like someone else, whether or not they they didn't ask to be publicly involved in my life, right? Where that's what I do and that's what I'm doing even more so now. So that's interesting, I guess. Is that is that something you're going to have to disclose like moving forward? Is that a lesson learned? Well, that most, like how did most that affect, people have followed or know about what? How did that affect the whole experience of dating somebody? Like you're so invested in your account and kind of being open about things. Um, I think to an extent I'm known for being a little more open and that's how all the jokes are from like low key truth. Right. Like, so I wanted to keep that up while protecting the relationship that I'm in. And so I was very upfront from the beginning. I would always ask like, are you cool with this? Are you not in knowing I'm going to post it either way. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why it didn't work out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but like, he was really great and like, uh, he like knew about it and loved it. So it was like that, that's awesome. So my like ideal relationship is they love what I do. They're all about it. Right. Like, and I just get to make fun of them. Yeah, really. For sure. Well, but we did talk about this last time we interviewed how they get tired. I think of you being like, do you think this is funny? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get in kind of annoyed that they don't think it's funny. Like, God, this was perfect. Yeah. You're like, no, don't come on. It's funny. Even though it's I'm sorry it didn't yeah. work out, but, uh, you know, you're just so much better than all the dudes out there. So it makes sense that it didn't work <laughs> out. Oh, uh, no, thanks. Like, he's great. It's all it's all good. But don't you see Johnny, the value now? Uh, in, in Johnny's my real wingman, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's really where I excel. Heck, yeah. It's really where everyone, I, needs where really good, everyone needs a really Ooh, good wingman. We're going to go out Solid after this man. quarantine, <laughs> man. I need to get a little <laughs> let loose. <laughs> Gosh, when this oh quarantine ends, it's gonna be, it's gonna. What's you guys? What's, what's more than rowdy? That first, I, what? Like, what's a word that's more? Let's talk about when we all met. What? It's gonna be crazy. It is gonna be. Let's crazy. talk about when we all met. Let's do it. You first. Let's do it. Yeah. When did well, you, when did you, uh, you were out here interviewing famous first. people, and then you were like, "Hey, do you and Johnny want to hang out? <laughs> do you guys want to like?" <laughs> tag along i guess you're like i'm going to break. joel McHale's house but do you want to come hang out before but <laughs> do you want to give us a ride <laughs> yes. uh yeah that is what happened and i can go ahead 
I can never say no to a happy hour. So that was just like this, the, like, I just needed a, yeah. I was like, yeah. We went to like three after we left. And we went to like a very non happening happy hour. Like it was the one place in LA where there weren't a bunch of beautiful people all at once. It was just like us in the middle of this outdoor mall. Right. Yeah. Which was a bunch of beautiful people all at once. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, we were the bunch of beautiful people all at once. I mean, and then we posted the photo covering you because we Stupid. wanted so badly to post on our feeds with preachers and seekers. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, make me something. Make my life. <laughs> Maybe I'll get seven followers. Just don't yeah. show his face. Did y'all just feel no so followers. much cloud after that? I'm sure all of your followers were so impressed with how. Uh, One girl, she got like real dark. She goes, you hold you so that? much power knowing who he is. She like DMs me this. Oh, and I'm like, this this girl's dark <laughs> it's like this heavy they only knew moment. how average yeah. and white this guy is there's no power in knowing who i know i was like who hurt you girl <laughs> what about i mean johnny came, that's when i met johnny too right other than yeah yeah because i saw a video i think of johnny on maybe your Instagram. we did a live stream didn't we do a live together you and me oh yeah we need to do more of those when when uh, this me? This whole and then thing. I think you were you were com- you were commenting you we were talking back and forth with you on the live I think oh we talked about you behind your back I'm used to that but at, at this point people are saying it to my face <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh you're a pos your comment section is such a dumpster fire oh it is God. unreal like I have a full time <laughs> person moder- moderating those comments is, and I cannot control it it is so wild like, like yeah, keep going yeah keep going. <laughs> no, I just want to say the last interview with the Justin Bieber thing, you know, like the one sentence, and then there's all the people that are like, donate on Bieber. And I'm like, did you listen to the interview? Did you? <laughs> and yeah, half I- the time you're like, what are you even mad about? I'm confused as to where your anger is trying to go. Right. right. Do you know like, what, what you want to say? You're literally making my point for me, jackass. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like people getting so mad that I'm just basically showing facts and being a little smart a about it uh is just yeah. so telling they're about gonna where be people's extra hearts mad are right now because they're all home and unhappy i mean i got i got one today where he was he was uh basically calling me out for writing a book and saying this guy wouldn't have a job if it weren't for these preachers and sneakers i was like well actually you're the reason i have a job because y'all yeah. get so freaking fired up about this and for whatever right, reason i'm in the middle true. It's so funny. But that's why we all like, Snooki wouldn't have written a book if it wasn't for Jersey Shore. And for that, I am thankful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Silver lining and everything. Yeah, that's all my stack of books to finish during this quarantine. I hope the quarantine doesn't end until I finish Snooki's book. Get there. Oh, my God. Immediately. <laughs> that's why people love Snooki. She punked all of us. Now she's super rich. We're still at home Gosh, podcasting in our rooms. And I don't know if it's just like I like work way harder to like save face. Like if I was challenged by something, I would like make it look like I wasn't challenged by it and just like table that thought for an internal process later. People in the comments are just like, I don't even know why I'm mad, but I'm here we go. And just like, oh gosh, I gotta write it. And also it's like it's been a year and a half, right? Yeah. So it's like people are like like writing comments it's so like long. it's the first time. Like they oh, never so pastors seen can't have nice things. Or they're like, or they're like, yeah, yeah. Or they're like, what is this count? What is this account even about? And it's like, yeah. it's pretty self-explanatory. 
It's like, why you're also like, I haven't, like, I haven't shown off this much since I was like in fourth grade. I'm like, I got it. You got sh- fancy shoes. When I was in middle school, I got Chinese pens that had like strawberries on the side and I want to floss that all day. And I get it. So I get it. If we're talking fourth grade emotions, I'm here for it. Come through, Pastor. Come through. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm, I at least give them props because people come in thinking that they have a fighting chance at winning whatever this proverbial discussion is because they come in saying yeah. something snarky and I have just all the power because it's my account. Yeah. I have all those people that enjoy the, the responses that I give. And so even if I don't have a great response, people still are going to elevate what I say to them versus them yeah. clearly trying to be a douche. And I like, so I feel bad like- for them, but it also feels so good to be like, all right, I mean, if you want to do this, I got nothing but time now, so like yeah. let's get right. after it. No, like, but you're this is a very angry argument for an existential conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. As if anyone has an answer to this ideological, very internal conversation that like people get like, so <laughs> mad because they get anchored on the sneakers as if I actually have a problem with the sneakers themselves. Like it's just so much bigger, and people just like, don't do any is- thought when they come in. Yeah. It is so funny if you think about that this is all about preachers and their shoes and like this phenomenon of people getting so angry and it's like On it's literally sides. shoes it's like shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like my only problem with supreme is the actual aesthetic. Are we really trying to wear that exclusively? That's all my question <laughs> Is that really the aesthetic? Look, I we're fell going into for? that aesthetic because I had a friend Adam Gill who sent me that right when the account started blowing up and I was like, "All right, I'll just put this here. It looks like supreme. Supreme does this." And that was at the kind of peak of it and so now people yeah. recognize it i've like i've tried to change it a couple of times and it hasn't worked out but yeah. yeah the aesthetic doesn't really i mean it's like well the now you get to overhype, um, which is maybe appropriate you get to see their shoes and their insta lives yeah <laughs> yeah i've got a good one today that uh and their house and their houses what do you think about their houses christina <laughs> they're so nice <laughs> i want also- but also, it's like a different kind of like you could be in LA, you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. people spend a million and a half on a house, and you're like, right. that's fifteen hundred like- square feet in Los yes. Angeles, like yes. with no yes. parking. It's like, it's like, just be lucky you're wherever the nowhere you live because you couldn't live like that here. So like, that's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's like you, but that's also a bougie thing to say where you're yeah, just yeah. kind of like, like, that's like us in LA. We think like that. I'll see I- your mansion in Dallas, and I'll be like. You'd be poor here, whatever. Yeah. Or, or like, with some, <laughs> that's, my, that's my weird flex. I'm like, whatever. Or somebody I, I saw, my now, but whatever. The ministry person I saw online was like talking about like their Porsche, or somebody was pulling up and like, "Ooh, she got a Porsche," and I was like, "Yo, that is a 2004, and my Scion is currently worth more than that." And I don't want to throw you on that, but they've redone the car three times since you bought that one, so I don't really know what we're bragging about. Yeah, that's that 03 BMW. <laughs> that thing was sixty five hundred dollars, and you got a payment uh, on it. That is funny because like, like funny status symbols, yeah. like at this point, can be ten years old. And not worth anything, but people will think that it's a a flex. Well, it also I think it goes to show sometimes too why maybe the conversation's important too, because you do have like you do have a country with massive economic equality and people who are really struggling and stuff. And so like the the thought of like actually any level of wealth, like there are certain people who live lives where it's not so aspirational or they live lives where it's not so foreign to them. 
But then you've got a lot of people, and I think especially when you have a large following and it's a ministry-based kind of experience, like, fancy things feel very unattainable for people who have had a very difficult time financially. Hmm. And it's generational, yeah. and it's like race, and it's culture, and it's like all these intangible things that are systemic and real. And I think the idea that like to act like it just doesn't matter is like just it matters because people are supposed to matter to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's that's the part is like you can have somewhere like I've been around Porsches before, but you can sit there and be unimpressed. But then there's other people that will see it and it feels it feels very like almost surreal. The experience is almost like very like confusing yeah. and interesting. And that's so the, I think that's part of what's important. That's the battle mm-hmm. because you have to weigh how much of other people's <clears throat> opinions you're going to weigh. So like I put myself in these dudes' pa- shoes puns intended sure that they're you know from the outside in people are judging them based on their own experience with wealth and finances and stuff and so yeah i would partly want to be like dude your your opinions can't control me that's you this is me but also like for them to be surprised that people are upset about the commas around their clothing uh seems shocking to me like you should not be surprised that people think it's ridiculous that you're wearing twelve hundred dollar a $1,200 sweater. Well, like if it was me and like you posted me in my shoes or my outfit, I would just be concerned with if I look hot or not. <laughs> like I would just be concerned with how good I look or not. You know what I mean? That would be my, I'd be like, I, my outfit is not like, I, like post about me all day. But if it's a bad photo of me, I'm a, then I'm upset. You know, that's how girls think. You got all these men that you're posting, like, and they care so much. But if it was women, it would be a whole different, whole different thing. You know, people do, people do like it, it, it's more heated when I post about women. The few times I posted about women, there's a ton more comments and a ton more mean stuff is said. Like it's, it's a pretty interesting look into people's. Yeah. Like people give well, guys like, a lot more, more grace than they do. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I, uh, well, because you're a guy, it's your because you're a guy. So then, like, they're like you're a guy. Like you can't say anything about women. Right, right, right. Yeah, and also women's clothing is so confusing and makes no sense <laughs> to me. Like the, the sizes, the brands, the, I have no like with men it's shirts and pants, with women it's yeah no. The Rompers. secret, I'm gonna the secret of women oh, in ministry <laughs> of us posting is how much Botox surgery and stuff we're getting and not saying a word. Let me tell you, oh. it is like tight lipped, but it is we are all doing it. Oh. We just we just don't say it because we're the cosmetic <laughs> procedures blows yeah. my in the church. That's you know, but I'm a real housewives of Beverly Hills stand and right. for sure I have no problem with plastic surgery face. No. I can also recognize but it from a mile don't away. Say <laughs> we just don't say we're like it's makeup and it's like literally all of a sudden you're not like the face looks tight, like we know what happened. We just yeah. don't say anything. Yeah, that is like, a world we got I know fillers, nothing. Pastor. <laughs> I'm not even touching that because I don't even that that is a world that I know nothing of and have zero ability to. It well, freaks I'm me out. Fascinated? What? It freaks me out. Yeah. Because I can tell. But it, oh, you got it. Well, yeah. But in LA, everybody, like, everybody does it. It's like, and so then on anyone in any 
insure any social platform, anyone who is like on there, they're for sure having a doctor come to the house, giving them some injections. So oh, their yeah. eyebrows are like this and they look a little better. That's what the, you know, the fake eyelashes. I mean, like, even influencers that are like, love yourselves. Like others went influencer for the longest time. She was like, love yourself, love your body. Like went a little bit quiet for a few weeks with some back posting. And all of a sudden it's like, those are your boobs. I'm just going to just say it. Like yeah. you, you loved your body until you didn't. And it's like, but at the same time, you're like, I don't hate, like, I have no problem with it. My thing it's like a Taylor with Swift all of it more than anything else is just own it. Like own for it. half the people, it's like, if you want to be like, here's the deal. I sell books. I make way too much money. And so you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend $10,000 on a Supreme Bomber jacket because I can. And I just right. wanted to. Yeah, and most yeah. of these people, and I get it, and, and this is where I was interested at watching the church from not growing up in it, is like, what is the thing about you that can't just say, like, I'm here for it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, and, and can just own it, because it's one thing you can put a theology on it all you want. I don't care about the theology so much. The point, the question was never, like, are you able to? The question is, like, do you know why you're doing it? And yeah. could you, can you define why, defend why, and show a little integrity in it? Like, you, it's not not integrity to buy it. It's just not not integrity. It's just not integrity if you can't explain what your value system is. And it's like, if you're not, then, like, go talk to somebody. Right. Figure yeah. that out. Write it down. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's hard you to know. portray that on social media, though. Like, that's we've got to put them in a catch-22 because all we yeah. can comment is on what they choose to post, but also they need to clarify some things if they they would yeah. be a hero though if if someone came out like and was like the cool like real pastor's wife or whatever i mean i'm sure it exists right i'm just saying like and was like yo we sold a lot of books and like <laughs> Uh, this is my hairstylist, this is my injection guy, or whatever. But it did it in a way, people would, they would be a hero because mm. they're just saying what we all know is true and just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's hard to, for, people them, love for them to feel relatable. Like, that's, that's the thing. It just feels like they're on such a different level as far as fame and money that it just, if they were to come down and say something more relatable like that, maybe that would appeal to us three yeah. more than then maybe so. well i mean it's definitely i mean that's the the balance right i mean i don't think and that, that's one of those parts where you feel like i don't know if there is a right answer to it yeah you know but i i do think everybody i think in culture now with everything being so accessible with social media like i can you know i can fact check everything you say i can cross-reference everything you say i can google back i can scroll through your old feed i can you know go through my phone and check things I've screenshotted. So I think everyone wants to be able to relate to somebody. So I think if there's an effort for people to, to demystify wealth and demystify the judgment and demystify those things, right. you know, but also funny, basically funny that, would be like, yeah. like go, if you want Botox, go get Botox. Like I, I was like, Oh, I'm 33 this year. Never had Botox, but this is the year I'm going to get it. <laughs> like there's you said that like, who get you really care? No, you're probably happy that I'm, happy with whatever you know what I mean it's like but it makes people be like if you want it and you can afford it and you like love yourself like and you're in your 30 whatever go and do it if you're like 19 listen I waited 14 more years than you no I'm just kidding but like you know it's well, just kinda. it's it's like the what are you saying to yeah. to the culture or where your heart well, I mean, is I, in that like why exactly are you... I took sorry 
That Keep was going. Funny. I'm like jumping. <laughs> I was just, yeah, like, I guess to me with the Botox thing, it would be where your heart is. Like, if you if you feel like you are not lovable or feel like you have to look a certain way, that's a different heart issue than saying, like, look, I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I can't relate to this subject, but I'm just trying to think, like, your heart should matter in when you buy yeah. something like well, that. Well, it's like working out even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like working out. Yeah. Like, if I got a trainer, you know, for me, like, there's a part where, like, you know, I've always been a little thick. You know what I mean? So you get to a point where you're like, am I working out because like X, Y, Z person or X, Y, Z expectations or being in like LA, you're like, you know, am I at it? You know, is my, is it inherently like insecurity driving it? Or is it the fact that like, I can do very simple things that'll make me healthier. And I can also eat less well, nachos. You know what I mean? And, like, can I? But we all, yeah. But to an extent we all like, I'm not going to say I'm securely working out all the time. Sometimes I want to work out because I just want to be skinny in a photo. And that is what is going through my head. And then I have to check, you know, oh, Christina, how are we doing today? Like, but it's not realistic for all of us to think like we just want to work out to be like healthy, emotional people. Like we also like want to look some people. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's your... All right, Whatever. let's uh, change gears from uh, Baptist and Botox to hey. uh, comedy, I guess. What, so with the self-isolation station happening right now, what does comedy look like for y'all? And how are you using this time, if at all, to work on comedy world? Because neither of you are doing comedy full time, but would like to potentially. I mean, we haven't really talked about what y'all do, but... Johnny's hysterical. Christina's hysterical. Y'all both have done stand-up in some form or fashion. What does it look like now? I mean, because I'm interested, because I feel like I should be doing more to try to write things and such, but just interested. So I'm making TikTok videos? Oh, I've seen those. <laughs> They've got some real pregnant pauses <laughs> in those videos. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing with TikTok to, like, any platform. They make stays on tiktok that's why they do that but um i am i'm i get to use comedy in the mental health world that i'm working in now which is awesome so mm -hmm. i'm like still doing that which is great and then still writing so i'm trying to get more like video ten out so today i finally launched like a youtube nice um that's where the money yeah is. and then and then i am if i can figure out how to do all this technology stuff i hate get this podcast thing going and then we could just do this all the time and just retire yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediately but mainly just tiktok videos heck yeah just i just want to be tiktok famous i know That's i mean it seems like it's pretty easy to get tiktok famous or maybe there's just the scale is so much bigger well, no, but i have an account i haven't posted anything just because it's pointless for me since yeah. I mean, I'm loving watching it. I just have posted nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny would be just, great at it. I just feel like it's mind blowing to me that all these people are just doing the same dances as everyone else, or like some of these super famous people on TikTok are literally just doing the same dance six posts in a row, and like, like Addison. You know, yeah, like, I watched then, like 20 seconds of her 
videos. And I was like, it, she's doing the same thing. Why am I still watching? <laughs> I, 14 I am addicted to this same video. Wait, which Wait, account? You know why they're so happy too? She, they're like doing the same moves and they're smiling about? and so happy. So you're like, in a time of quarantine, chaos, and corona, all I want to watch is these people dancing happy and fake the same thing for 12 videos. It's like for sure an escape from like yeah. reality. Who is the account? But I also want to know about? like, whose account? Yeah, Christina, did you say you were watching a specific account over and over? Well, no, there's just certain girls that are like, or guys that are famous for doing dances. Oh, like totally. I don't do any dances. But I just like, it is kind of fascinating. Yeah, Johnny, sorry, I interrupted you. The, do you, do you the algorithm is so weird, though. I, I'm awful. on TikTok. I don't use it. I mean, I don't like perform for TikTok, but I want yeah. to. I mean, I'm going to start trying to do. You like, I love the I love attention. So like, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, you do so good. We have to do duets. Like, we should like right now. My algorithm is like very like cops coming home to their wives doing like that's my type that's my type there's a there's more car accidents than i ever thought i like clicked like on <laughs> like that's i'm like so i don't know why they're there you know what i mean like it's yeah. just like like i'm really there's a couple food ones that pop up that i'm like have fully upped my ramen game since watching oh yeah yeah angela johnson um just got it yeah, she's killing so, it. I mean, I her, her her dances are crazy. Town. You're yeah, friends yeah. with her, right, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, we've been friends for a little bit. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. She was the dancer before too. She's crazy. She's like a ran- cheerleader. Like a Rams Wasn't she like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader? Excuse me. She was an NFL. She a Dallas <laughs> cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which. Team. What were you saying? I was. Um, supposed to have dinner with them on my trip to LA a few weeks ago before the Rona ruined everything. She's hysterical. I know. All right. She's fantastic. Absolutely hilarious. They're like two of the most talented people I've ever met. They're just like, and they're brilliant thinkers and they're like so deeply caring and like, just like it's, it's, they're, they're really inspiring in, in terms of like how they like, I think even the responsibility that they take towards like being creatives and like, having platform and having like space and I, I love their podcast have you guys listened to their podcast you've been on their podcast yeah let's see you on it i mean <laughs> i was on it for a while, but i mean they just they're they're just they're Real. brilliant people yeah. their crew is brilliant people and i it's just like it's it's i really like think that i love what they're doing in like just in media right now it's so, an interesting combo of personalities because she was like you know she's mainstream comedy but is also super philanthropic and seems to be a normal mm-hmm. person and seems to oh, be yeah. kind and isn't like abrasive but is also killing it in yeah. comedy it's interesting because yeah. they're both people that fought for their careers you know what i mean i think that's what you learn that really quickly and Man- manuel's got some hair on him what manuel has some hair on him he's got a shag i mean i'm just jealous I love of that. the hairline that goes the first third yeah. of their head i'll just take it i'm like I'm, I'm immediately want to be friends what about you johnny what are you working on <laughs> comedy wise um i've been doing a lot of writing i was supposed to do a, a show up in the bay area right before like i got canceled oh, like the yeah. week before rona like it was supposed to be on the 10th and so at a cool little spot up in like the bay area and um so i'm just writing a lot right now like i've had a lot of ideas that have been like floating around that i'm trying to like like i do this like uh you know 
a little bit about like my time at jury duty and stuff. I'm just trying to like flesh it out and create it into some, um, I think now that I've been posting a lot of memes, I've been very meme accounty online recently because yeah. I was like helping me get through like, Oh, I guess I might not work for six months. And right. I guess we're just going to be like living at my, with my parents through quarantine. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> yeah. just those kind of things were like, I was, the memes have been killer. I feel like the internet has been obnoxious in the best way uh-huh. and here for it. So I think coming up, I'm just going to take it on. I feel like I want to do my lives. I want to do lives like everyone else for the four people that are going to show up yeah. and the two people because the first two people leave because they know it's not really going to be that interesting. And so, uh, like all uh, of our lives. You know, yeah. like everyone is like, like, I don't even want to watch my own. Dude, live I on TV is a different game. I see all the notifications. And, so, and I'm like, we're all so boring. <laughs> I'll do a concert just because I can. Just karaoke yeah. on like, just like pushing the space bar to the shit. Spaceport, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Starting songs on the wrong note. fun, like do whatever. I've done a couple of selfie choirs while I was here. Like I met some friends I used to sing in college. We did doing selfie choirs. I did like a little like, little like pitch thing for like some movie trailer. Like it was just kind of (laughs) like some random things like that. But I think I'm going to try and take it online a little bit more um, and just put my face out there. Maybe not just reposting St. Hoax. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a, that's awesome this is an op- awesome opportunity to put some work in on the things that maybe yeah we were putting on it's definitely a fun time to think about like, like everything is paused so like when this is done it's like everyone kind of gets a clean slate you know what i mean like yeah. you can either how you're doing your jobs how you do your lives i mean everyone's priorities get to be the only the important things get to be the only things right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we're all locked down we're all staying so i'm at like what's my game plan for when I can open this back up? Cause I was still in the open, open mic stage of things like small gigs. And it's like, all right, how much harder am I going to run now that like, even when yeah. I'm sitting here with nothing else going on, I'm like, this is still the thing I'm like most amped on. So like, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. let's get a game plan for how we like hustle. So what know? do you want the end state to be? Yeah, do you want to like do stand up big time or do you want to write for a show or <coughs> be on a show? Shows? Movies? Um, I think I, I like stand up because I like the being in front of people. You know what I mean? I just I like the controlling the audience and create creating like an atmosphere. And I think I've 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 got a couple I've I haven't written for TV or anything like that. So I've got a couple show ideas that I'm like gonna maybe floss around or like play around with a little bit, flesh out. But um I think like between hosting and like comedy, I just I feel like the personality is just where I'm trying to just like go with it. You yeah. Know? And that's awesome. You're we'll so see. good at it. Yeah. You're like, so. I've, yeah. I like everything that you said. Like, it's true. You find what you, like, I didn't, like, you realize what you love kind of to do because you have this time and you're doing like what's important and you're thinking about that. And then you're like, what do I like? And you start killing time doing things and you're like, oh, I really like this. Like, so what is the plan after this? And I think it's cool to be able to like, see those creativities come out yeah i'll be interested to see what the uh what what comes from the surge of activity that comes once the quarantine lifts it's probably going to be insane like there's probably going to be a bunch of freaking musicians that come out with stuff that nobody's ever heard and a lot of beautiful actors and actresses that come out of nowhere because people get fed up with just like not doing their quote-unquote dreams and this was the time that they got motivated and it's going to be weird, 
I don't know, like the economy, especially in LA, is so paused, is so stopped right now. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see, like, it, it'll be a bummer, but I know a lot of people have gone home to like quarantine families and stuff. But even then, as people like lose jobs and gigs and stuff like that, how does that change the dynamic of Los Angeles? You know, yeah. like a, a recession can really like, like not all comics send people home. have lost like all the jobs, all like, their, all the entertainment, all the jobs, man. So I also think there's a camaraderie, like where it's like, if we want to succeed at this and you love what you do and I love, like we all, we got to do it together and we want to support each other. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see everyone really wants to support each other too. Because yeah. a, ever, a lot of people lost everything uh, overnight, it yeah, seems it too. sucks. Because it's like so many jobs require people to be <laughs> next to each other. Like all those entertainment mm-hmm. jobs, there's just no way to replicate. Like no one's willing to pay for whatever the equivalent of that is online, like going to a comedy show. Oh, yeah. It's just not the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. Especially even like service industry. I mean, like the, 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 the industries that really like help people survive yeah. or kind of creating content, you know what I mean? And like people working, even people working on sets, you know what I mean? Like you've got an entire industry where every production is done. Yeah. Every production is shut That's down, bananas. you know? So you've got like all the, like hundreds of people that are just, you know, so thousands of people. So it's wild. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what comes at, what happens on the back end of it and what kind of energy really like kind of starts on the back end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we're way over time. Christina, how can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, at the DCI blog on all the things. And yeah, Especially we'll go on from TikTok. there and see. <laughs> uh, one day I'll have a book. Do you own the domain, <laughs> dtrblog.com? What? Do you own the domain? Yeah, so website's dtrblog.com, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, whatever, the DTR blog. And yeah, love everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. Johnny, same question to you. Um, I'm at Johnny Giovati, G-I-O-V-A-T-I, on Instagram One T. and Twitter. Famous. The what? One T. Famous. One T. One T. Yeah, we're like sort of like missing the like heavy double double consonant Italian situation. <laughs> but, um, you know, you'll find a collection of memes and selfies, um, which I'm sure will be exciting for everyone. <laughs> Fresh content for everyone. <laughs> we're going to do it live. We should have um, TJ. We should have you in it. Uh, with your black screen. Yes. You know how you do that? <laughs> so special. <laughs> yes. People would be so enthused to see another freaking black screen of my voice. All right. Well, that Johnny. Girl will DM and she'll say, she'll say, you know how much power he has? So much power <laughs> knowing who he is. Gosh, nothing could be further from the oh, truth. Wow. All right, Johnny, Christina, thanks for joining me. And let's do it again. Thanks for having us. I will send your checks yeah. here shortly for your <laughs> speaking fees. And I'm getting Yeezys. Yes, for <laughs> finally. Uh, all right, well, hey, much I'm love. I'm getting Botox. Yes, your 33-year-old uh, Botox. Anyways, uh, much love to you all, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Preachers and Sneakers podcast today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you did, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. 
give it a rating, give it a review, however you felt about it. And I would really appreciate that. I'm so grateful for the time that you spend listening to my content and following me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. So very grateful for your support. And I will talk to you next time.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.